Good afternoon, questioning marks. We are at you today with with another episode, but it's kind of a new episode, right? A little bit something different we're coming at you with today. So, uh, Adam, I want you to kind of introduce what we are doing here, and I just want to let you guys know. Also, Jared, what's up, my man? Always a pleasure to have you here. Our what? other co-host, what's going on? What's up, guys? And Adam, obviously, uh, very excited to hear what you have to say. So take it away. Thank you so much, Jared and Matt. Happy to be back. And, What's you know, as Matt it? said, <laughs> this is um, something that is going to take off as a little bit of a, a series within our actual episodes. But uh, since I didn't have an opportunity to join yesterday, we're going to introduce it here today. And then you'll actually hear it in future uh, podcast episodes. And we're calling this our wrestling pick of the week. Um, so we're going to take some time out to talk about whether it's a, a, a favorite documentary book TV show, um, anything within the world of wrestling or outside of the world of wrestling that connects back to the squared circle, you're going to hear it right here. So, um, what came to me, it came to my mind for our first pick of the week, and something that's near and dear to, to not only to my heart, but I think all of ours, our collective hearts here as questioning marks, is um, our servicemen and women, both in the military and law enforcement, the people that put their lives on the line uh, to protect and preserve our freedoms. And uh, initially you would think, well, how does that connect to wrestling? Well, interestingly enough, there was a documentary that came out in 2017 profiling three uh, Iraq war combat vets called the Valhalla Club. It's actually a faction that they formed within the indie wrestling scene. And it kind of chronicles their journeys, their individual journeys and their collective journey as a faction uh, within the indie scene of, of Southwest U.S. wrestling, and then profiling individually their stories, what they went through on the battlefield, what they're still going through in their lives, and how the squared circle of wrestling helps them deal with it. You, you actually, if you watch the, the, the documentary, you hear them talk about it as almost the form of an antidepressant and better than something that they might receive from the VA. So um, I really uh, couldn't recommend uh, this documentary uh, highly enough. And kind of as a supplement to it, for anybody who's interested, you can find this online as well. There's a Comedy Central episode um, from comedian Jordan Klepper called Wrestling with PTSD that actually profiles um, these guys and their stories. came out in 2019. Um, it's kind of uh, about tw- runs about 20 minutes. The documentary is about 40, 45 minutes. Either one, you'll you get a lot of bang for your buck to to watch these guys and what they do. So, um, just to jump right in and kind of tell you a little bit about these three um, vets and their stories. The first guy, interestingly enough, was actually trained at the legendary school of hard knocks in San Bernardino, California, well before he ever served um, in the military. And uh, his dream was to join the WWE. He'd gone through several tryouts well before um, 9-11 happened. But then, of course, you know, the 9-11 attacks really transformed transformed all of our lives, but particularly for people that felt it as a call to service, um, it, it kind of really put them on a new plane in their lives. And so Jan decided to sign up, um, served in the Army. Um, and when he came home after his uh, several deployments, um, you know, he still tried out for the WWE, failed, but kept added on the indie scene um, and, and really had a tough time adjusting to life as so many veterans do dealing with uh, you know the new daughter young daughter and and trying to form a community back home um, 
he's if you watch him in the documentary i mean he and and you guys i'll tell you jared and, and matt if you guys were you know the first thing you see him you think this guy's like tailor made for wwe he's got like this this beard you know he's got this lumberjack kind of big guy look um so i, I really i'm actually hope- on their instagram right now adam and you are uh, you, you took the words out of my mouth yeah Hundred percent. Like, I mean, honestly, at the end of this, you'll see, if you guys watch this, and anybody out there, you'll be you'll be puzzled as to why these guys don't have jobs elsewhere. But, but I, I, I think that this would be a great story um, within the WWE or in any promotion. Um, and 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 actually, just to take a step back. The broader context of all of this is, of course, that um, you know the veteran community has always been identified with wrestling. Uh, since the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan began, WWE has been putting on tribute to the troops overseas, you know, since I think 2004, maybe. And they've always been successful shows. Um, in, in TNA from 2014 to 2016, there was uh, an infantry veteran, uh, Chris Melendez, who had been the victim of an IED and was actually wrestling with just one good leg and one prosthetic leg, but trained with the likes of Devon Dudley and Bully Ray and ended up running for had a two-year run in, in TNA, ended up being ranked 207th out of 500 in uh, PWI um, during that time, which is, which is pretty remarkable, especially considering he only had one uh, good leg. Um, we've seen other things, um, you know, for DDP, who I've talked about before, his DDPY uh, yoga program is in, in, in some ways um, specifically geared towards combat vets. And he actually has a whole series called We Can Rebuild You that focuses on helping combat vets heal. So this is definitely, it's not something new. Um, but what I think is unique about these guys is how they banded together um, to create something new. So, you know, Jan is the first guy. Uh, the second, um, and again, they all have their individual stories and things that they've brought with them even before their, their wrestling careers began. Um, the second guy, Eddie Whittern, is um, you'd look if you look at him, you'd think this guy has MMA written all over him, and you'd be right. He was a seven-time uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu international champion, um, a combat medic uh, in the army, and so serving in Iraq, he actually, you know, he really struggled with the the shame and survivor's guilt and the moral injury that comes with seeing so many of your your fellow uh, brothers uh, die, and in some cases, not being able to, to you know, to being in situations where you couldn't get to to, to help them or save them. Um, but he kind of he took all of that experience and became a pro wrestler. And what's interesting is that his character, you know, I mentioned Jan is kind of the lumberjack kind of guy. Eddie ended up taking on a clown character, and we've seen the clown, you know, kind of gimmick so often in in, in wrestling, but more as kind of a joke. He takes it in a more serious way, and it's it's kind of like this mask that helps him deal with the PTSD and the struggles um, from his service years. So uh, that that's really interesting. And then the last guy, Bryson Scott, he's the shortest of the three, but he's probably the scrappiest of the three, and that's why his uh, in-ring name is Mister Stud Tacular, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty funny funny gimmick. Um, so he's also an <laughs> Army awesome. veteran. And, uh, and he's still still an indie wrestler, active in the in the Southwest, uh, particularly in in San Antonio. Um, and his story is pretty crazy too. Is that you see this in in the, in the Comedy Central piece? Is that he was um, in a firefight in Iraq and had his femoral artery uh, shot at. He actually he basically almost lost 
the the real Mr. Studtacular, if you will. And <laughs> you see it in the Comedy oh, Central piece yeah. he talks about. He's like, I almost, you know, he's, I almost lost that. And here I am now with, with, uh, with two daughters um, and, and happily married. So, God bless you know, me. Having, yeah. So, so, I mean, all three of these guys, you know, individually and collectively, like they're, the resilience that they have is just, it's just remarkable. And what you see both in the Comedy Central um, episode and in the Valhalla Club documentary is the way that these guys have created stories about their experience and turning something that's so horrible into something that's productive, not only for them, but other veterans, because a lot of their um, indie shows are attended by uh, military families, which, you know, there are a lot of in, in the Southwest U.S. Uh, you know, region. So, um, it, yep, again, it's, it's, it's an escape from reality and it, it make and for, for each of them, it gives them a sense of purpose and creates a community that they feel like they lacked when they came back home. So, um, I, you know, that's my pick for this week. And uh, I think it's a great one to start the series. I encourage everybody to watch the documentary and the comedy central piece. Um, and if you have any thoughts, uh, about, about, uh, either of them or this conversation, I think Matt, you've got the, uh, the email address. Maybe you could share with people that they could. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. You could always me. email us at, uh, the questioning marks at gmail.com. You could hit us up on the Twitter at the question 11, the Q U E S T I O N I N 11. Uh, you know, you could always hit us up on there and interact with us uh, in any way you want. You know, uh, so I got to say, Adam, thank you very much for such a thorough, you know, uh, in-depth look at what this documentary and what this faction brings to wrestling. Um, I have to say, you know, it's 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 and you, you give a perfect rundown of it too because you didn't give too much away uh, at all. It's like you left it pretty gripping to the point where I'm definitely going to watch this later, uh, without a doubt. Um, just like Jared said, I was looking through the Instagram. Uh, these guys look like they're they're they definitely have the look to. Uh, get out there and uh, you know make it in this uh, world of wrestling for sure, for sure. Uh, especially with the story they have going. Uh, God bless and and uh, you know thank thank you guys. You know you know like not just them three, but all the uh, you know uh, you know people out there serving our country. You know serving our cities, our towns. You know thank you guys very much. Obviously, if I could just add one more thing before we you know jump to Jared for his, for his thoughts too is um. Uh, well, two things really. One is that if we could share, you know, the links to the episode and the uh, and the documentary, I think yes, definitely, great. I'll be able to share it in the comments for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing, real quick, is that what you see in both of them, especially when you um, when you watch, you you know, you find, like I said, so many military families and, and just families in general. Like when I want when I watch those guys in the ring and, and the way they play their characters, it almost harkens back to this earlier time of wrestling when WWF was, you know, kind of being chided for being too family oriented. Of you know, like back in the, you know, they they kind of had their own sort of a PG era in the '80s. But I think one of the good things about that period was actually that it was that true triumph of good over evil, which is kind of what they're hearkening back to with their storylines. So um, you see the fan interaction, you see how they bring the you know young kids into the ring. And again, all, like all these vets from, from different wars that, that, that are there um, to watch. Um, I think that it, especially now at a time that we're so divided, what fascinated me is that this is not, it's not a political story. You don't have to be on one side of the political aisle or the other to see just how universally moving um, this is. Um, and again, when in a situation when things are so bureaucratic 
and for you know vets have so many struggles going through the VA and like the normal government channels to have outlets like this. I mean, each of these guys talk about how you know well antidepressants and pills work for you know for a lot of people, but we don't you know we they don't it's not what you know we've created our own version of that through this community. Yeah, I mean that's that's truly amazing, man. So uh, we all have our our ways to escape in regards to our vices and and things like that, and to each their own. Uh, but uh, you know, wrestling, I think especially for us three, brings us you know out of our normal day, uh, you know, routines, and uh, brings us out of our problems, no matter how big or small they may be, no matter what they're problems to you, you know, they're problems to me, whatever it may be. So, uh, you know, wrestling is an escape for sure. It brings us out of that realm of having to worry about some real world problems at, you know, at that time and, and allows us to escape into, uh, a different place. And, uh, at least for me, that's what wrestling does bring, you know, obviously growing up as, uh, you know, watching wrestling as a very young child from the, you know, late eighties into the nineties and throughout, uh, you know, until now pretty much, uh, you know, wrestling still serves that purpose. When I sit down on that couch, it still brings me back to like still being, you know, a child almost, you know, I think that's a little bit part of it too, is uh, keeping that adolescence feeling still uh, greatly alive when I watch wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I couldn't agree more, Matt. And uh, I just wanted to thank these dudes for, uh, you know, their service and obviously um, everyone for their service. It's not something I'd ever want to do. So, uh, I'm even more grateful for that reason also and for protecting this country. Um, Adam, I did have a question for you. Why why do you think that these guys with their feel-good story haven't even gotten a WWE shot yet? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was kind of looking up their individual backgrounds and in prep for this episode and and um with a guy like Bryson, he's still on in the indie scene from what from what I've seen online. Um, Jan is actually working at the VA as a program analyst. So I know that he, like, from what I've seen, he's got a full, you know, time career there. And then of course, Eddie, you know, he's still very active in the MMA world. And I think he also runs a few gyms or, or as a coach or trainer. So they've got these, you know, side projects, but wrestling has kind of always been there. Uh, I guess, um, you could say true, maybe true passion. I really don't know, um, except that I was thinking that maybe we need to start a petition to get these guys into a promotion somehow. Hell yeah, or man! Create- let's let's start, <laughs> let's start fucking getting Twitter crazy. Yeah, they definitely uh, <laughs> definitely have a feel good story that I think could work in most places, but. Uh- yeah, I was just curious to you know see your thoughts on that, and uh, I mean again like the so the uh, t- so the first guy Jan, I mean he's got the look for like being this big tough guy, right? He, he's still he's still he's not he's jacked, but he's not like six pack jacked. He's he's still got kind of that bulky kind of could be a guy that that, that drinks some beers, you know, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then and then Eddie, I mean Eddie is the the jacked guy, but he's not what you would expect, and you see that in the Comedy Central episode that he's like, you know. Um, uh, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, the books could, you know, it could be things could be deceiving. You look at this guy, you think, oh, he's a meathead. He's actually, he does stand up comedy. He's a, you know, he's a multi time jujitsu international champion. Um, and he plays this clown character with his wrestling gimmick where it's not a kind of. Don't doink the clown you know which we've seen multiple iterations of in wwe like he's actually doing it in more of kind of uh an insane clown posse sort of like macabre um dark clown and his his the heel version of like the hit clown or something like that 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, and 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 the heel version of his gimmick is he actually walks into the ring, and this is really this is the interesting part is as a veteran, he starts talking down to veterans, which you know. But again, he's playing this character, and I think that's, <laughs> that's we've seen that before. Like like it, it maybe kind of harkens back in a way to that attitude era too of like taking risks and taking chances, and there were, nothing was off the table. I mean, you would some you would hear guys calling out people like i remember one time uh, you know kurt angle and i'm like I'm, I'm a big hockey guy so kurt angle one time uh, they were in they were in pittsburgh one night for for a, a smackdown show or a raw show and he called out mario lemieux who was a legendary hockey player who was struggling with cancer and kind of mocked him you know having cancer is like you know trying to garner sympathy with fans like you would think that's something that's off i mean it's off certainly like off limits nowadays but here you get, you know you got a guy who's coming out as a vet and he's talking down to vets but he's you know everybody's aware of the circumstances right and it's 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 a show that's meant to show the true story and the struggles so if you if you stick around with the comedy central uh, version of this program you'll see that there's another heel character that comes in um that represents the government's take on all of this and I'm not going to give that too much of that away, but it's kind of funny the way that they do it with with Jordan Klepper, who's the the comedian that hosts the show. Um, but it, yeah, again, it's it, it's it's kind of doing it in this fun way to to bring people together. Yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. Uh, I think uh, you know this whole entire documentary could definitely open up you know another world of wrestling to uh, a lot of people out there that are just maybe looking at it at the surface as just uh, you know some type of gimmicky. Uh, thing you know for instance like i know when my wife you know sees me watching or whatever she never makes fun of me or anything like that but i but i always like get that little like look and i'm like listen when you're watching gray's anatomy she's not really doing surgery so like what's the fucking difference you know like uh so um when it comes down to that it's like to each their own man wrestling brings so much more to the table uh i think than than a lot of live sports and entertainment out there i just think the connection with the fans and uh, the underground type of camaraderie that you get with it in regards to the people that you meet. Uh, you know, I think everybody who's involved in wrestling one way or the other is, is, is part of one big family. And then within that family, there's all these other subsections of, you know, uh, indie fans against, you know, the WWE clans and like all, like all this other stuff, it gets, it gets so deep, man. And then, and then you have a whole section here that you just introduced us to in regards to, uh, you know, veterans that are using wrestling as a way to cope with their, uh, PTSD and to show other veterans out there as well, that there's other, uh, avenues to explore in regards to helping yourself. And I think that's just, uh, amazing. Everybody needs a different outlet. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to give you one more take on that, which kind of addresses, goes back to, to Jared's question, you know, and about why haven't these guys kind of had their break is I think some, and sometimes we kind of look at that as fans, especially with, with because we've talked a lot about on this show about guys that we think should be getting a bigger push. And yet sometimes I feel like it's almost this divine thing of like, maybe that's not your path. Like maybe you're meant for something greater or something, something bigger. And so for each of these guys, you know, they're doing their thing, the documentary and their story in and of itself is remarkable. Um, so may, who knows, maybe WWE isn't, isn't the right thing uh, for them. But what I will say is that, um, you know, we mentioned at the top that I, I do a lot of, of work with our, with our veteran community. And one of my uh, good friends uh, leads an organization um, that I, I'd like to give a real shout out for here called Soldier Strong. 
Um, WWE has actually been a long time a partner and supporter. Um, so it's, it's all one word, Soldier Strong. You can go um, to their website. Let me just make sure I get the right URL. It's soldierstrong.org. Um, and on their YouTube channel, you could actually find it. And, and maybe, Matt, we could plug this um, after the episode, too. Yeah, sure. There's, there's um, on, on an episode of SmackDown, I think this was back in 2014, one of the, um, one of the veterans that, that this nonprofit worked with, uh, Sergeant Dan Rose, they actually brought him out uh, on a ep- live episode of SmackDown with my, my buddy uh, Chris Meek, who runs Soldier Strong, to demo the uh, the technology that they've developed to help these these combat vets. Um, back then, I mean, I mean, what they've done since then has been remarkable. Back then, their their main program was this exoskeletal kind of like almost bionic suit that they design for wounded vets. Um, they still do that now. And and you'll see if you watch the Dan Rose piece on SmackDown, you'll see him kind of demo how, how it's changed his life in dramatic ways. But they've more they've kind of grown from just doing that to now also um, a PTSD a virtual reality program to help wounded vets um, that are struggling with 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 mental health uh, issues. So um, you know it, it's I'm I'm really happy to see these connections. With with wrestling and, and and our vets and uh, I know that at least for Soldier Strong it's something that they're going to continue to to partner on. I know guys like DDP have done so much outreach with the veteran community. Um, and yeah, we'll keep we'll keep plugging these stories. Um, so definitely uh, stay tuned through this pick of the week series. Um, and I'm, I'm you know I'm excited also to hear what Matt and Jared have as their picks in future episodes as well. Yes, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, thank you so much. We hope all you guys out there that are listening go take a look at Valhalla Club. Take a look at you know what they have going on. Get on their website. So we're going to plug all their stuff underneath here for sure. In regards to uh, making it easy for you to access these things, remember you could always hit us up uh, at the questioning marks at gmail dot com. So the questioning marks at gmail dot com is our email. The question in 11 is our Twitter handle. So the Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-I-N 11. You can hit us up on Twitter, uh, you know, and we'll be coming at you again next Sunday with a new episode reviewing, you know, what's been going on. Uh, We have a lot of stuff to talk about already with NXT uh, last night, but uh, we will, you know, get back at you guys uh, shortly in regards to keeping up with the wrestling world. So with that being said, Adam, thank you very much. Jared. Awesome. I, uh, I can't wait for Sunday and Adam, thank you. And you know, God bless our troops and God bless our country. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. God bless America, my man.